Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Happy Thanksgiving, gobble, gobble, gobble. Welcome to the Royal Victoria Marathon Long Weekend Edition, Thanksgiving Long Weekend Edition for 2023. Glad to have you along. If you're live with us on Saturday morning, October the 7th, great in the sunshine. If you're listening to us on Sunday afternoon, the 8th, probably a whole lot of tired people after pounding the streets of Victoria. I think they're saying there's somewhere, forget, I think 9,000 people in town for the Royal Victoria Marathon. Half marathon, 8K, 5K, kids race. Wow. Dallas Road Waterfront is going to be busy, but what a beautiful weekend to showcase our city here. Yes. Though those two voices were none other than... A10. I am the owner of Maxan Consulting and the president of the Victoria McIntosh Users Group. And? and I'm Brian Pavlicic, your Tech Talk producer. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. What? This is a stupid question, Brian, but I just occurred to me, brain fart. What do you do for Thanksgiving? Because we do turkey, and yep. you don't do meat, so... Yeah, I've done a tofurkey for years. Um, they're pretty good. But that's, yeah. What is it? I, I know of tofurkey, but what is, is it a thing? Oh, it's soy, and it's a, it looks like a little ham or something, because it's got a, like, kind of a skin on it, and it's got like this... It's got some rice stuffing in the middle, and it's got it's like a textured um, <laughs> soy-based thing. Oh, okay. around it. So you can cook it all the same and cut it into slices. And I'll, I'll pull up a picture in a sec here. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> what do you do? You do? Yeah. Um, you know what? We don't really observe okay. Thanksgiving. But I'll tell you what. It certainly is lovely to be able to get an extra hug out of people and appreciate the, you know, the value that they bring into your life. And an extra sleep in? And an extra sleep in. <laughs> and we'll do something nice on, on Monday. We'll, Brian's brought up pictures yeah. of Tofurky. Uh-huh. There we go. Oh, there you go. Very non-technical, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, we, with our international students, Emma and Nihon, uh, Emma in particular coming from Germany, Nihon from Turkey, Emma says in Germany they would have a Thanksgiving, har- like a harvest celebration church service, but other than that, mm-hmm. uh, Turkey's not a thing. Mm-hmm. So we're, she said, I want a traditional... <laughs> A typical Canadian Thanksgiving, so... Oh, nice. I'm bending my rules and allowing Brussels sprouts. Oh, Brussels sprouts are my favorite. I no, love them. I would leave. eat them all year round. No. Anyway, but turkey, oh. gravy, mashed potatoes, uh, onion pie, stuff, pumpkin, pumpkin pie, all you that You know what? Stuff. Growing up in the UK, turkey was just a Christmas thing. Well, I could have turkey twice a day, <laughs> twice a week. Three th- yeah, oh, don't I, get me wrong. I do eat a lot of yeah. turkey. I love it, trip to van. So anyway, sorry. So <laughs> happy Thanksgiving to all of you. So many of you will be listening, probably falling asleep uh, from the trip to van from your turkey to the podcast that Brian will create. We have tons of stuff for you uh, this week. Some really neat things. I'll mention, I promise we will get to one of the things that I know some of you said, what happened last week? Because we had promised to go through some of the new words and definitions added to Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Other dictionaries will be out in the coming weeks. So, uh, A10 and Brian and I will go through some of those in just a few minutes. But, the big one is, if you have an iPhone or iPad made in the past six years, A10, Apple has now released what we were waiting for, iOS, iPad OS 17.0.3, which appears to have fixed pretty well all the bugs that came with iOS 17, although, out of the blue, they also threw in a couple more unexpected security fixes. Uh, so far, I have seen the upgrade to be pretty solid. Yep. I haven't heard too much about anything. I did it uh, I did it literally on the morning of, so didn't have any issues with it whatsoever. 
we had people calling us that did have various issues. We created a cheat sheet of how to fix them. But O three, I haven't had anybody say they've had a problem yeah. since they did that update. Uh, yeah, um, my my son has a iPhone SE, mm-hmm. second generation one, and uh, I was kind of expecting that it would have really kind of brought it to its knees, but. Really, it's not. I mean, it's been very fluid, it's fast, it's responsive. Which is impressive considering how many new features that use a lot of processing power are built in. Yeah, nobody's had any complaints about that. One of the issues we were waiting for, Brian, with O3 was the the overheating issue mm-hmm. that was being caused by a couple social media apps. Yep. Yes. Uh, Instagram and, yep. and what was the other one? He, he saw Instagram tanking his battery. Yes. Literally mm. tanking. And uh, it took us a while to figure it out that that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but a quick trip to the battery status in settings mm-hmm. allowed us to quickly identify that, you know, uh, that Instagram was probably one of the ones that he was using the most and also what was responsible for eating up yeah. 22% of the battery literally in 45 minutes. Wow, 22% in 45 minutes. And this is the thing, and I was saying to him, uh, you don't realize when you're scrolling through, there's an intensive load on uh, downloading. Yes. So it's downloading all these images, even though they're small, you know, maybe they're, you know, 700 Especially if you you end up with a reel, a video reel. Uh You may not plan on watching it. Yeah. But but if you pause for half a second, it has to to download it in the background. And so it's proactively downloading all of this stuff. As you're scrolling. Yeah. Um, but I was also talking about an article I, I saw about, I think it was about two and a half years ago. I'll have to dig it up. But just the, how intensive the programming is in order to get something to scroll smoothly. smoothly with you all know, that graphical interface. Well, just even, even, you know, even if you're looking at a Word document or something like that, the very, the very act of scrolling is a very... Uh, CPU intensive. Yeah, uh, yeah, just scrolling smoothly, yes. uh, and then it's also affecting the GPU. So if you've got like, uh, if you're scrolling through Instagram, you've got all of this uh, programming and processing power that has to be put into the scrolling, but mm-hmm. then also into the graphics for the scrolling as well. Yep. You know, constantly yeah. moving things in and out of memory. So it's quite a uh, quite a power intensive task, and I'm sure as efficient as Apple has made it, it's still Crazy. Yeah. quite a lot. So. so that's one thing to worth knowing. It doesn't matter whether it's Android, Apple, especially on mobile devices. Once you do a big software update, not your little you know monthly thing, the big one like this, going from 16-something to 17-something, the new features all have to index all the content yes. on your device. Mm-hmm. So even on a brand new iPhone 15 Pro right out of the box, when you do that, for the first few days, the Mm -hmm. battery is going to run down faster because in addition to what you're doing, it says, I have all this homework to do. I I just inherited Brian's life, and I now need to memorize everything that Brian has on his phone. So if he asked me to find a picture of a cat or look up this or look through his emails, I need to memorize all that. Yes, yeah, like I can go into photos and search by a word. Like I looked at my roses the other day to see if I had a picture of when they were in bloom. Yep. And you can so you can type in that word. So it has to index every image and tag all these bits and so they're searchable. So you, yes. know, you might have, I was working with someone the other day that had 400 gigs of photos. 
So, <laughs> and when you update from sixteen something to seventeen something, mm-hmm. the search capability inherits new powers. Yes, but in order to use those, it has, it to, has to reanalyze. Re- yes, yeah. everything. So, so don't worry. It. I've had several people say, "God, I just yeah. got this new phone, and it's mm-hmm. or I, you know, my phone's only two years old. Why is the battery down by half yep. at noon?" And I said, "Just two days, maybe three days, depending on how much stuff." And then, ah, it, it, uh, when you're when you're setting up a new Mac or when you've transferred information over on a new Mac, when you first log in, it literally tells you in a notification, optimizing your Mac. Performance may be affected until completed. Yeah, that right? would be a good thing to have pop up on iPhones and iPads yeah, too. Be a great yeah. idea. So, it's okay now. Those of you that have been waiting and heeding our advice and saying, don't do 17 until we got these bugs out, go for it. It's yeah. there now. And happy to report that we have updated a separate notes tab at shownotes.ca. And Brian, uh, Microsoft responded to you and me and everybody else. They fixed the little link. So if you do not have a bookmark for the show notes themselves, shownotes.ca, typed into the address bar without any spaces, will not give you a big red warning screen about phishing attacks. So that was fast. That was two days and they... I don't know. It was like, it it was a long, like... It was half of the other week, and then you and I both submitted on the yeah. weekend, and it was like at like 72 hours later, I sent them a follow-up email being like, come on, guys, it's directing to a Microsoft site. You yeah. can figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it worked. Anyway, so that's fine. So what we've done is we have put a separate tab into the show notes called iOS 17 New Features. For most of you, it's going to be on the left side of the screen. For some of you, depending on your device and browser, it could be across the top of the screen when you go there. And we've put in... 21, 21 of the top of 406. I've been looking on the various sites. There are 406 changes in iOS 17. Don't be freaked out. There's about probably 30 really good ones. So I put 21 into the list there with little pictures of how you can make it work, and so you'll capitalize on all these things. And Eitan and Brian and I will go through some of the ones we didn't get to last week. And then at the bottom half, there's another 15 from last year's release that many of you have discovered in helping you didn't know that they did. So happy to report that's all there. So please do 17.0.3 iPhones and and iPads. And A10 for people uh, that we're holding off on macOS Sonoma. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. <clears throat> I think we've been doing our job well because so far I've only had uh, two issues that I've had to deal with. Um, the uh, but my standard advice stands uh, okay because there is no it's surprising it's been out for two weeks yeah and there is no update yet yeah so that, that it tends normally. to be a lot slower I mean you have to understand that there's proper I, I don't even know what the numbers are but the, for every one Mac on the planet there's probably about 20 iPhones right so it's a totally different uh, ecosystem yes um, but even though they have the same foundational software uh, at the core, uh, they're quite different. They're fundamentally different. Yeah, and the difference is, is that Macs also run third-party software. iPhones and iPads only run software directly from the App Store. Which is why they're so secure. Right, and yeah. also why uh, compatibility is less of an issue. Right, because yeah. every developer, if they want their stuff to be compatible, they have to keep it up to date, and it's it's much better. Uh, but on the Mac, because people are uh, also, they're paying for software separately, 
Um, on iPhones, when you buy a piece of software, generally it's going to be updated. There's no extra cost for updates. Yep. But on the Mac, you're buying third-party third software. Uh, you may have to update your software, pay Adobe for a new Photoshop update. Photoshop or something. Exactly. Like, yeah. uh, maybe it's not on a subscription, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, you need to be a lot more mindful about what is going to be affected if you're going to do an update yep. on the Mac. And I'm a big proponent of you don't need to update all the time. If it's if you're concerned about security updates and your operating system yep. is too old, yes, you really need to think about what to do with your Mac. But for the time being, if things are working well and you're functional and you're getting security updates, uh, just stay where you are. There's no rush. One week, one more week, I'm <coughs> guessing. It's the longest we've ever for seen me? since the release before they've had a, an update for macOS. The last three years, they had an update one year within three days, one four days, six days. We're now two weeks. Personally, yeah. if you're using it in a professional environment, wait until point one or point two. Yeah. That's always my policy. I don't do mine until January. So you're not on Sonoma yet? No. So Brian did it last I, week. Who has, I don't have time. The, yeah, I don't have time to deal with it. <laughs> and, right. Uh, yeah, so but Brian did it last week just to find out if there were any bugs and you really like the slow motion wallpaper. <coughs> oh, yeah, that's beautiful. It's a nice touch. Yeah. But there, have you had any bugs since I, you did that? I haven't been using it a ton, so it's hard to say, okay. but um, it's been totally smooth. I haven't I haven't seen any problems, no. Okay, maybe that's why we haven't had an update. There were no huge screaming bugs mm -hmm. that needed to be fixed ASAP, but just in case, if you spe if you just use it for your own self, but if you're doing anything work-related... Hold off just another week. I'm guessing sometime this coming week. It's not Thanksgiving in the U.S. Yeah, so you don't want to. Yeah, if, if your livelihood depends on it, you don't want to risk it. Like all of a sudden, your email doesn't work. Or, Too many people yep. do these things right in the middle of a project or when they've got a deadline. Yep. So, Diane, the answer to your text would now be a good time to update Sonoma on my Mac. Hold off just another yeah, week. Yeah, just a hang on. I mean, there are some yep. things that I don't know if we've got time for me to prattle on for a bit, but but uh, we'll take a break. We'll yep. come back. Uh, we'll hold off opening up the phone lines and text because there's a couple other key things I want to get to when we come back. And then we'll open up the phone line, texts, and emails. Special welcome to those of you that have come to our City of Gardens for the Victoria Marathon to cheer somebody on out there while they're out there carb-loading and everything when you were listening. Uh -huh. If you've just discovered us, glad to have you along. We are very Victoria-centric, but you can listen anywhere in the world, as I know many of you do on the podcast. So hold off. We'll give you the numbers and open up the phones and texts and emails in a few minutes. 22 after the hour, hour number one of our Thanksgiving long weekend edition of Tech Talk. So you were going to add one more thing before we move on about Mac OS Sonoma. Yeah, so it's just an example of where people get hung up and uh, where some of the polish needs to come in. So I had a client call me in because uh, their computer restarted and it instead of giving them the Mac icon... Uh, the icon with uh, with their face on it and right. the password underneath. Uh, all it presented was uh, two fields: a field for their name and a field for uh, field for their password. And so they were typing in their name, and for some reason it wasn't working. So I had to go in and see what was going on. And despite the fact that it's set to only show the user's icon, right, right, uh, or in the term of in Mac's terminology, a list of users, um, it was just showing the username field and the password field. And so they couldn't get into their computer at all. And so you had to use the sh the username yep. and actually type it in pro properly. So she was, I'll change her name, she was putting in Susan. Yep. Um, 
Uh, but it wasn't actually either her full name, which is what it needed to be, or the uh, concatenated short name that is often created for user accounts on computers. So okay. it needed to be ah. Susan blah, oh. blah, blah, right? And then put in her password. But she couldn't get in. So for me, it was yeah. easy. But. I said, okay. Uh, but it was an idiosyncrasy within the update that I think had got overlooked. So it's not so much that... It's a bad update. It's always a great update. Yeah. But it just takes a little bit of time to bake in the oven. Uh, and if you if you are depending on your computer, like most people are, uh, for productivity and you, know, yep. you use a computer because you need to get stuff done, uh, now's not the time. Um, because just another week. It could, week. End up, it could end up incurring costs, right? So If you have to of, hire somebody like exactly. Ethan to come and fix it, and we don't yeah. want to do that. So, so. just give it some time. Okay, yeah. well, we'll put There's it in the no show rush. notes as soon as we get yeah. that update there. Okay, so in the show notes, uh, I'll mention one just before we number 22, if you want to follow along on the 690 new words to its dictionary. 21, I just thought there's nothing to link to. I just put it in there. Um, Tech Talk listeners Peter and Arisia just got back from three weeks in the UK, and Peter made a point of telling me that, to their great surprise, it's been a few years since they've been there, there was virtually nowhere to use cash. They went to the bank, took a bunch of uh, British pounds and everything. Mm-hmm. They tapped their credit cards everywhere when they wanted to use cash. They said, no, we don't do that. Please just tap your card. And they came home with virtually all the British money they'd taken. So if you're heading off on a vacation, haven't done that in a few years to a foreign country, there are exceptions, but the vast majority, even Mexico now, it's largely... Mm. So before you go to the bank and take out that wad of cash, especially when you take it out from a foreign ATM and pay a fee, mm-hmm. you don't really need that. And Peter in particular was using his, his Apple Pay to do that. It works wonderfully. Uh, there was a great article this morning, actually, in... Uh, the Apple News uh, mm-hmm. about how how far behind the U.S. is still on yes. on tap. I was going to mention that. That's yeah. the one exception. They, the cash is still not king, but it's certainly in the royalty in the U.S. But pretty well everybody else yeah, yeah. in the world. So Large, U.S. is largely diff- apparently due to the sporadic spread out uh, inconsistency between banks and. Yes, there's a key difference between Canada and the U.S. For those of you visiting here, when a business here gets a banking package, it includes the terminals that they use. In the U.S., it does not. It's like, here is your meal. Now, did you want cutlery? That's extra. No, in Canada, we give you the whole thing. So a merchant in the U.S. that has six of those little handheld terminals, Mm -hmm. they need to buy six new ones in order to get the ability. It makes no sense that they haven't spent that money because if somebody um, stripes a card and it's a scam card, the merchant eats it. The credit card company doesn't pay that back anymore because they said you should have chipped it. And then it would have been flagged as a scam card. And so they keep just eating this cost because, and I know it's been tough in the U.S., particularly with COVID and everything else, but boy. I know anytime I have to pull, like... I can't tap. It's like, are you kidding? I'm not coming back here. Like, yeah. I just carry my phone. I don't have the card anymore, and yeah. it's insecure to tap. Yeah, I don't take my wallet with me even. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. okay, so item number 22, follow along here. Some of the 690 new words and definitions added to the dictionary. Want to pick one or two? Oh, I know uh, hallucination has a new definition, and this is, um, speaking of, it's a term that they're using to talk about how AI can make things up and fill in gaps, mm-hmm. and it was a... Uh, you know. Yes, Neil, I'm going to put this in the show notes for next week. Neil sent me an email about um, AI and voice recognition and all that. We'll talk about that. Mm. What one struck you? Mm. 
Uh, one of the last ones, actually, uh, microtransaction. Yeah, well, that's literally what we're talking about. An, an online transaction involving a small amount of currency, especially such a transaction made within a video game as to purchase exclusive content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you go to India and buy a banana from a street side vendor, yep. it's not going to be cash. You're going to do a micro. You're going to do a micro payment on your phone of the equivalent of fourteen cents. That, that's pretty cheap for a banana. We can't get fourteen cent bananas here. Oh, India, cost of living. <laughs> yeah, everything else works yeah. out. Grammable which uh, is suitable to be posted on Instagram. Oh, that's a grammable picture. Like worth posting. Yeah, things like that. And Finsta, I had to look this one up, F-I-N-S-T-A, a secret or incognito account on the Instagram photo sharing service. So you have your Instagram feed of what you do in your life, but if you have some aspect of your life that secret, you're a wrestler and don't want anybody to know, or you take lingerie pictures, whatever, that would be a Finsta. Oh, didn't know. Didn't know that. Yep. Smishing. I think we talked about this before. <laughs> uh, smishing is. It sounds like it might be something different, but it's uh, it's just phishing, but via SMS text message. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to lure you into typing in your account credentials. And that's an official word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these go- goaded is what. Yeah, goated, like G O A T E D, which is just slang for being considered the greatest of all time. You know. G-O-A-T, greatest of all time. Yes. Um, Smashburger, this is not techie at all. That's a hamburger patty that's pressed thin onto a heated pan or griddle at the start of cooking. So you smash it flat before you put it on the griddle. There's actually a chain, I think, called called Smashburger there. And while we're on food, a chef's kiss. Did you know this one? Yeah. It, you basically kiss the fingertips of one hand and go, Mwah, and then spread the fingers with an outward motion. I mean, it's like, bellissimo. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's like a meme of, of how yeah. to say something's really good. There are many more that we will work through as the show continues there. UAP, we used to call it UFOs. Oh, Unidentified yes. aerial phenomenon. That's now in the dictionary. UFO has moved out. Mm. Um, there's so many others. Riz, Cromulent, if you're a Simpsons fan. So many more. 690 of them. Item number 22, if you want to impress everybody over Thanksgiving dinner in the show notes. Back with more after Steve updates CFAX News. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on on our Thanksgiving 2023 long weekend edition of Tech Talk, glad to have you along. There's so much stuff in the show notes. I know we're only going to get to a fraction of it. I want to mention a couple scams, Brian, that are that are, are worth passing on here. A new round of scam emails claiming to be from Microsoft, warning that your password is expiring tonight, and you must click on the keep same password button if you want. Oh, no. Yes, Virginia shared this one here. The email has poor spelling and grammar, but Virginia was the first of about probably 10 people that reached out to me say, hey, yeah. is this real? So the mere fact that people were asking, I thought, okay, put it in the show notes. Um, if you look at the address, it comes from simpatico.ca. That's not Microsoft. Nope. It's addressed to dear user with user in brackets. Please kindly use the below to continue with the same password. So grammar school. <laughs> Um, email attention, they didn't even spell attention right, but if you mouse over the link, it takes you to a fake Microsoft account login page hosted indd.adobe.com, and the gibberish after the Adobe address is tracking info, so the scammers will get your email address even if you don't fill up the fake login page, and they will then bombard you with every other scam email under the sun. Never, never click or tap on links in emails like this. And there's the whole bunch of... 
it looks like iCloud, but the I is a, is a Greek symbol once telling you, Etan, your iCloud storage is full, but we're going to give you a 50 gigabyte bonus. Just click here and put in your Apple ID and password. All of this stuff is relentless. The, the only positive thing that I can say about uh, a lot of this is that, you know, I, I get people sending me emails saying, is this a scam? And I always reply back saying, Yes, it is. Well done. You're doing a great yes. job of identifying them. So uh, I think people are becoming a little bit more and more savvy about all of this stuff. So we are still the highest per capita of gullible in the world. What? There is no other country. Yeah. yeah. No, in Canada. In Canada. In Canada. We are the highest. And part of that is because we're, we're more so affluent. Nice people. We're so nice and we're, and we're <laughs> affluent. Uh, and therefore, we're a prime target. Uh -huh. for them to spend a lot of effort. Now, I've got one really bit of good news. This is not, this next one is not, that, that one I just mentioned is item number uh, three in the show notes. This next one is not a scam, and you're actually going to get some money out of it. Uh, many of you have seen this. If you got an email about a final deadline to make a class action money claim from the Canadian Auto Parts Claims Administrator, yes, it's real. I put a picture of the email in here and here's what you so first of all if you got the email please follow the prompts and make sure your address your mailing address is correct and you will get some extra money this is an extra 78.4 million dollars being distributed from canadian automakers to people who bought or leased new vehicles between 1998 and 2016. a couple years ago we told you about it many of you got 25 dollars back Mm. That was a much smaller distribution. This is now $78.4 million being divided up amongst those who say, I still want to be part of the claim. They'll already have your vehicle number and your serial number. You yep. just have to follow the prompts. And you're going, well, wait. I bought a couple of new vehicles in that time. I didn't get this email. Check your junk folder. Junk folders get emptied regularly, so you don't want to miss this one here. I gave you the link in the show notes where you can actually go and check but you should have an email that has a claim ID and PIN. You copy that, you paste that, you put it in and go, yeah, it's you, Brian. Here's the cars we think you bought. Mm -hmm. Click here, put in your mailing address, click here to confirm you want to be part of the settlement, and sometime in the next few months, auto deposit will come to your bank account. Of it, like $25 again? Or no, it's, it's $78.4 divided up amongst the people that file this claim. Oh, so and then in those few months we'll see how many people claimed and then they'll divide. But that. this is a much bigger settlement than the first round mm -hmm. and then there's going to be one more round next year. So this wow. is a good one. Wow. If you want to check your um, junk mail and you don't and you've got a ton in there, you don't want to search all the way through, it's going to be from the Canadian Auto Parts Claims Administrator. So I would just on your phone or your tablet or your computer go up to the search box and type the word administrator. And that should find the email. It'll come from the Canadian Auto Parts Claims Administrator. It, show this over to people over Thanksgiving dinner because this is money that's yeah, out there yeah. and you get it. You just have to say, yes, I still want to be a part of it. Right. No strings attached. The lawyers have already been paid millions. This is now the judge saying, give out that money. Item number four in the show notes at shownotes.ca. If you want to just go and look this up to make sure that we're not fooling you, autopartssettlement.ca. AutopartSettlement.ca, and it's Rice Point is the legal firm that got this wonderful little windfall of organizing this mm -hmm. on behalf of the same courts. company that did the CRT. Yes. Yeah. You remember that one? Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the cathode ray tube displays yeah. refund. So they're getting pretty good at this. It's worth doing. I got three hundred and fifty bucks out of it. Oh. 
Nice. Yeah. I got 140, I think, something out of that. It was a couple of years ago. Peter Young was the one that told us about that one. Uh, one other one while we're doing scams, though, because the iPhone 15s are out. Watch out for scam emails claiming you've won an iPhone 15 Pro from Rogers. I put mm. a screenshot into there, and it comes from no reply at nicecraft with a K dot RU. Russia. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And the confirm now button they want you to click or tap on takes you to a fake Rogers survey website hosted in Hungary. You answer a few democratic questions. You will not initially win, but they'll give you one more chance. And voila, you won a new iPhone 15 Pro. All you have to do is give them your credit card info to pay for shipping. <laughs> this has almost become an annual thing. Yes. Now. Every year yeah. when a new phone is announced, whether it's Samsung or Apple, I wait for the fake emails. And lo and behold, Martin, thank you for sending me. You were the first one to send me that fake email. So here's an easy way to avoid being scammed. This is the overarching mantra of this show. Mm-hmm. If you get an email or a text about a problem with an account or service, about a package that can't be delivered, or an invoice or receipt for an item or service you didn't order, or a refund that you are owed, or about a prize you won. It's always a scam. Always. 100% of the time. Especially if it urges you to do something right away. If you really think it might be real, okay, check with your bank directly with their website, not a link. Check with the merchant, but never call the number, never click on the button or link. If you would all tell somebody that, this Thanksgiving weekend, that will largely put this industry out of business. It's a multi-million dollar business. And as I say, Canada's, with our population, we're only 40 million, but more people in California than there are in Canada, but we are prime target for this. And they get lots of money out of us because, you know, in other countries, they might get 40 bucks. Here, mm-hmm. they're getting 4,000. Yeah. So don't go there. There we go. And as we go to break, happy to report, we told you some time ago, two brothers who conned Apple into replacing 10,000 counterfeit iPhones and iPads with real ones. They've been sentenced to 41 months in U.S. federal prison. Hey. Takes a while. Okay, your turn now. Thanksgiving weekend, gobble, gobble, 250-386-1161. And star 1070 on a mobile phone in Canada. If you're visiting from the U.S., yes, you can do that number now that you're here in Canada, star 1070. Texts are also an efficient way of doing it. 107010. Include your first name somewhere at the beginning or the end of the text. And we'll come back and take those and start going through some of the additional amazing new features in iOS, iPad, OS 17 after this. Welcome back to Tech Talk with Alan and Eitan Rubini. Eitan is the president of the Victoria Mac and iOS user group, and he likes to come in on the Saturday before the monthly Zoom meeting of VMUG mm, mm-hmm. this Wednesday. Yeah, so it's a bit of a toss-up because we're kind of expecting that there may be some kind of October announcement from Apple, but we don't know exactly what. Yeah. Um, New iPads. Uh, so we might be discussing that if that happens by Wednesday. Uh, if not, we're uh, we're going to put some time into talking about online banking yep. uh, and uh, Apple Pay, things like that. And so. we'll go through, we'll actually physically demo some of the new iOS 17 features we're going to tell you about. If you are in the market for a new iPad, you might want to hold off buying one for a few weeks. As there are rumors, Apple is about to introduce several. Various rumors say anywhere from two to four new models this fall. Wow. So just hold off for a couple of weeks if you're about to buy one mm-hmm. because Apple's tradition, ATAN, is to same price, new model. Yes. And then mm-hmm. discount the price of the current model. You won't find a lot of iPads in stock at stores. Mm-hmm. They've 
depleted their inventory deliberately and not ordered a lot of stock in anticipation. So that's one more. It's just an indication, nothing official. Yep. Apple might do a dog and pony show, another web event. They mm-hmm. might just put out a news release, depending on how big the update is. If it's just a little pr- processor bump, better camera, they'll just put it out as a news release. But if they've got some... Well, it sounds like, fr- I mean, from this article, they're talking about an M3 chip releasing in those models. So Yes, for that, the Pro. That's yeah. going to be pretty big. Oh, yes, for the Pro. And then also a redesigned Magic Keyboard that's going to be aluminum and be more like your MacBook keyboard. So I'm I'm excited to see that. Too. That could be interesting. Except yes. for those, they're currently like 350 bucks. So I know. it might justify it if it were actually aluminum. Yes. So item 1515 in the show notes, there's a link here, more here, that tells you what we think, not what we know. This is all pure speculation, speculation. informed speculation mm-hmm. in there. Okay, so iOS 17, iPadOS 17. I'll do some specific notes on the features in the coming weeks that are just for iPad, but again, 1 through 15 that we went through last week, live voicemail allows your iPhone to transcribe a voicemail as it's being left, so you can pick up the phone if it turns out to be something important. FaceTime audio and video messages. You can now leave an audio video message if somebody you call on FaceTime doesn't answer. Uh, other ones, if someone sends you an audio message and you're somewhere where you can't listen to it right now, iOS 17 will transcribe it for you right on the screen. If a company sends you a security code to prove it's you, there's now a switch to have it auto-delete from your texts after you've successfully used it. Mm. And that's the key. Mm-hmm. I've used that twice since I turned it on. Location sharing has lots of new options. No more need to say hey when talking to her. <laughs> uh, and it's great. I have a couple people that have turned it off only because, and Charles sent in a note as well. I have a fellow that talks a lot about Syria, but because of his accent, he doesn't pronounce it quite as clearly. And so she kept answering back. So he phoned me, go, what the heck? So I said, okay, for you, Go back, and I put this into the show notes, item 10 under the iOS 17 new features. There's three switches, Siri or hey, Siri. Oh, she just listened. Um, <laughs> hey, Siri, or off, so you can do that. So, yeah, so, so here we go. So, Siri, what's the weather like today? Expect some clear skies today. Thank you, and she shows me more on the screen. And she will also follow up, so you can say, but what about in Vancouver? You don't have to say her name or hey. So that one's in there. Uh, a new feature that allows uh, her to read a web article to you. You just simply say... That uh, I love. Yes. Yeah. S, read this to me. Uh, messaging, there's a lot. Check in to let someone know you've arrived safely and to see where you are if you don't check in. So now we move on to the new ones that are new for this week. Number 15 on the hit parade, Brian. Oh, yes. Wait, why can we scroll to catch up? Where are we? Oh, offline maps. Yes, this was a great addition. You can now go in and add an offline area. Uh, you can drag into whatever um, size you need, and then that's an, a map that you can access even if you don't have signal. Yeah, or if the cell service is weak and you don't want to be draining your battery trying to stay connected. This has been huge for me. Uh, normally when I'm driving away from my house uh, and I'm just about to go to a client, I'll say, can you please, uh, nav- well, maybe I don't always say please, but uh, can you <laughs> navigate. navigate me to so-and-so? Um, I've got really poor cell reception just on the on the road where I'm actually where I'm driving yep. off. So uh, this actually works really well. Yep. I normally have to wait till I've got better reception before I can ask, or I have to do as I'm leaving. And as you pinch and zoom, Brian, it will tell you how big the map is going to be before you download it. Yes. So I did the lower island from Courtney all the way to the tip of, uh, you know, 
Victoria, mm-hmm. and it was only like 250 megs. That's so good. that's like all my daily driving is within that range. Like that's that's pretty good. It's yeah. never going to have to connect again. I mean, not that it used a lot of data, but it's really rough. Like I'm out at 10 mile point yeah. and I need some direction and it's like buffering. There's loading. a couple spots in Michoza and things like that. So this is great. It will tell you before you download. Now, the more detail in an area, the more roads, if you go to some urban centers in the U.S., you know, the, your metro area will be 2.7 gigabytes. Yeah. So because, I, yeah. Oh, so yeah, as an example this morning, if I took the exact same like um, cutout size that I was going to place over Victoria, I slid it over to include Vancouver and Seattle. uh, And all of a sudden that was like a 750 meg file. So it tripled the size of just what Lower Island was. Yeah. I used Mystic Beach as an example, a hidden beach with a waterfall that goes right onto the beach out near Jordan River. And and even though Rogers has got the service there, it's still a little iffy when you get down there. So I just grabbed that one in and that area was going to um, be 93 megs. When I expanded it, include Port Renfrew down to Victoria, I got 183. When I expanded it out to Vancouver down to Olympia, 1.82 gigs. So I put pictures of that into the screenshots. And the other thing, Eitan, it has automatic updates. So once you've downloaded a map, It's not going to get out of date as roads change. It will automatically update your download with, you know, every time roads change. It doesn't re-download the whole thing. It just updates the changes that stay inside your phone. And I'm assuming that's, you know, when it's connected to power in the evening, it cross-references and sees that its maps are up to date. Wi-Fi only, yeah. You can tell it's cellular or it's got a switch. You'll see the screenshots are right there. So that's an an awesome new one. That that is really good. Now, uh, you can also add multiple maps. It's not oh, yes. just for one area. You can actually add different zones in yeah. as well. Yeah. So, so if there's places you go a lot, like Up Island or yeah. Whistler, if you go back country, you can add 14 different maps. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So one of the questions that came up first for me was, does that translate over to my Apple Watch? Because I, mm. if I'm going for a walk or something you like don't that, I, I don't want to take my phone with yeah. me. Um, so it does come over to the Apple Watch for offline maps, but you have to have your phone with you. Right, so the feature hasn't rolled over to the Apple Watch in its entirety Because I'm guessing the amount of storage that would take on your Apple Watch, because they don't know how big a map you're going to download. Sure. You might load all Washington State or something like that, yes. The other one I think many of you are going to love, and I put some pictures in, just I did did it last night. The Photos app now recognizes your dogs and cats, or your neighbor's dogs and cats, or your friends. If you tap on Photos now on an iPhone or an iPad... And then tap on albums down at the bottom and scroll down. You will see that now... It says people, pets, and places. Yes. People and pets. Awesome. Yeah, and in the show notes, I just did the screenshot of mine. So it's got Suzanne, Huli, our cat, me, Emma, Nihan, and my friend Rick. And I just gave them names. And then the really cool thing about that is when you tap on, in our case, Huli, our cat, not only does it sit there and show you... Um, all the pictures of Huli, but it makes a mini video for you with music, which you can then share. And you can do that with all your friends as well. Yeah, it's very cute when it does those and make, like, it's given ones of us, my puppy, over the last year. Yeah. And it's just very sweet. And, and I'm assuming with this one, it'll mix in videos as well. That's right. Yeah. Or live photos as well. Yeah. And if you say, ah, oh, but it's missing, it, it arbitrarily picks the best, air quotes. Mm-hmm. And if you think, oh, I really wish it had this one shot, you can tap on the button of the bottom of the video and you can add it or rearrange the order even and it'll redo it maybe with a different song. Yeah. Phenomenal AI technology in there. 
You can also use the animal recognition technology to determine the breed of a cat or dog by simply pointing the camera at a pet, tapping the little circled eye button that appears. It's called visual lookup. It'll pop up an info screen with a picture of the breed it thinks it is with images of other breeds below that. And you can tap on anyone to learn more about it. That's mine. Aw. That's our cat, Lily. <laughs> okay, quick break. You can't see that's radio. Quick break. Back with more after this. Welcome back to Tech Talk with Alan and Aten and Brian. Glad to have you along on our Thanksgiving weekend edition here. A text from Mandy. I want to get an iPhone 15 Pro. Where to get a good deal? I prefer to buy the phone out first. I understand that's because uh, then it's yours, right? That makes sense. But honestly, the amount of money you can save by not doing that, by getting it through a carrier, yes. is just insane, including Aten, even on the on the iPhone 15 and 15 Pro we were not expecting to get this level of of competition on the phones so fast um, I'll, I'll give you two options um, depending on what you want uh, the iPhone 15 Pro which uh, you've got Brian no 14 Pro Max oh right yeah, For, I didn't sorry know 15. Pro Max yes um, yeah. I've had several people buy these I've got the 14 Pro Yes, as well. But the, if you want the iPhone 15 Pro, um, it's it's forty dollars a month at Freedom. So forty. Siri, calculate forty times twenty-four. Forty times twenty-four is nine hundred sixty. Okay, so nine hundred and sixty dollars, and that would be on a fifty-dollar a month plan, and that's going to be giving you thirty gigabytes of data. Un- unlimited texting, So you're still coming in. Yeah, I mean, you're coming in at like 90 there still. You're saying 40 plus a $50 yeah, plan. Yeah, so $90, um, but that phone would normally uh, be $1,449. So the saving there. And at the end of two years, you either give it back or pay $417. So at the end of two years, you pay the 417 yeah. You can either keep the phone happily for another few years, a or you could sell it for a thousand dollars, so you just cleared an extra six hundred dollars saving. So that total deal on that saving right there, there are equivalent but not as good deals at the other carriers. That's a four hundred and eighty-nine dollars saving on a phone that just came out three weeks ago. Yes, unreal. Yeah, there are other deals that are including the iPhone fourteen for just fifteen dollars a month. Uh, well, it was, it's a good way for them to compete with each other. Yeah, we needed that. Okay, hour number two coming up. Lots more features of an iPhone and iOS and iPad 17 coming up. More scams as well, unfortunately. Stay with us. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Hour number two for Thanksgiving weekend of 2023. Also, Royal Victoria Marathon weekend. Glad to have you along. Saturday morning, October 7th, we are live. Sunday afternoon, the 8th, is a rebroadcast post-marathon. And then Brian will make a podcast to have available whenever is convenient for your lifestyle. Brian is none other than... Brian Pavlicic, your Tech Talk producer. And joining us to keep us sane... And go through some of the new Apple features. Uh, Aitan Rubini of Maxon Consulting. So Wednesday night, 7 p.m. will be the Victoria Mac and iOS user group Zoom meeting for the month, of which Aitan is the president. 
And so Eitan and Charles and I will go through some of the new iOS 17 features. Mm -hmm. We're going to continue doing more here, but want to give you a priority because it's beautiful and we want to get you out there playing in the sunshine. So if you've got any questions, especially about about Macs or Apple products, well, Eitan is here with us. Star 1070, Saturday morning on a mobile phone in Canada, 250-386-1161, anytime. And you can also... Text us at tech talk, T-E-C-H-T-A, no, that's the email, brain fart. Text to 1070-10-107010. I do not multitask well. Emails go to tech talk, T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at cfax1070.com. Ah, and here's an email from Bob. We were talking last hour about the couple that had a hard time finding any place to use cash in the UK. Bob says, I must disagree with your listeners about not being able to use cash in the UK. We were in Oxford, London, Cambridge, Norwich area for two weeks in May, June of this year and had no problem using our cash if we wanted to. Most times we chose to use our credit cards to get the points. At the end of our trip, we used the last of the remaining cash to pay our hotel bill. I think their claim is a bit of an overstatement. It all depends on where you went. Yep, that's a really good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. But I just wanted to put it out there for people mm-hmm. that the old way, it was take out a wad of cash and in many cases don't need it there. Okay, question for you from Bruce by text. What we really need soon is new IMAX, at least 27 inches. Anytime soon? You know what? We've been waiting for a larger format IMAX for a long time now. Any idea why? Uh, you know what the the twenty four inch was a really good compromise between uh, the twenty ones and the twenty sevens uh, that people were using before when they were on the Intel format. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great way to get the Apple Silicon out and satisfy a lot of people in between. There are still a lot of outliers though that really want that extra twenty seven inch or something larger. They're gorgeous. Yeah. So uh, you know the twenty fours are lovely. They absolutely are. Uh, I'd love to see that in a larger format. Uh, we just don't know when it's going to happen. I thought it was going to be last year. I was hoping it was going to be before the end of the year this year. Yeah. Um, very likely it's not going to come out without an M3 chip in it. I don't think there's going to be an M2 uh, that's 27 inch or larger. Um, and then the 24 inches also still are languishing at M1 yeah. uh, with M1s in them. They haven't updated updated those yet i'm expecting that those will get updated to at least an m2 by the end of the year uh that i could be completely wrong about that it's just speculation um but and then uh, m3 for a 27 inch brian probably maybe in the in the spring yeah yeah Yeah. tie the two together because the bigger display requires more processing oomph particularly with the 5k retina display so therefore m3 would make sense for that and a lot of people are still buying uh, mac minis with 27 inch cinema displays which is a great way to go which is fantastic uh it's an alternative so apple knows i think they're also being fiscally responsible too they know that that segment of the market is being kind of looked after uh, so I don't think they feel a lot of pressure to do it, but there are a lot of people who would love to see those. But To the phone lines, and happy Thanksgiving to Susan. Hi. First, I love your show. Thank you for all the wonderful information you always provide. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, my question is, um, I've recently ditched uh, my landline, and I want to be able to set my iPhone to do not disturb for the night, but I want to have a call, say, from my mom to be able to come in if she needs to contact me in an emergency or just because she needs to contact me. So I 
successfully done what I think Apple says, which is to you have to have your ringer on on the side. The button has to be on. Right. Then you select the people that can send you messages when it's in dis- do not disturb mode. Yes, I that's exactly that. it. Yep. It kind of works, but every so often a message will ding in from somebody that's not on the list. Is that just glitchy, or is there anything I'm doing wrong? No. That yeah, there be. must be there must be some kind of setting in there that's uh, that is amiss. Uh, normally, okay. uh, the easiest way to do it is uh, either by setting up people who are in your favorites. But I mean, you we'd really have to kind of go over those settings one by one. My okay. personal favorite for how to get do not disturb set up at night mm-hmm. uh, is with the sleep schedule. You know, that's the best place to kind of start with that uh, is you is set up your sleep schedule within the health app uh, and then okay. have that uh, because then you're getting some extra functionality along with that too. But once okay. you get that focus uh, set up, uh, you it really is just a case of going through all the settings and making sure that um, each area, you specifically understand what it's asking yes. and also that... Uh, it's set up the way you want. Sometimes there is a setting for favorites to show up. Yes. So go into your VIP. Make sure you haven't accidentally made somebody a VIP because that overrides. That says no okay. matter what I'm doing, whenever they're allowed to pop up and do that. But on the Do Not Disturb page, you should see the people that are allowed to notifications. All others will be silenced when you're in when you're in Do Not Disturb mode. The only other thing that I can think of is that it might be another app that's actually sending you notifications. So you're allowed to specify what apps are allowed to notify you during that time as well. Yeah, so when you're on the Do Not Disturb page, Susan, do you see any apps that are listed there? There's people and apps and options? I have everything muted for all apps. I feel like I've done... So it says apps none allowed? Correct. Okay, well, that's so it's not an app then. And people, and you've just checked to make sure the only people that are there are the people that you want to be able to disturb you? Yes. You've yeah. done the right things. Have you done the upgrade to iOS 17 yet? I I don't think I've done the latest one, but maybe I'll try that. Yeah, try that. There's that a one. lot of little things in here that I've discovered that we didn't have a solution for, little niggling, okay. annoying things that, lo and behold, <laughs> oh, that's not what we were looking for. But Okay, great, that's fixed now. Okay. But I would, su- I would suggest uh, screenshots are always a good way to get help, right? So yeah. um, uh, you get a screenshot on a phone by holding down the volume down. Volume down, volume Don't up. Don't have to do that anymore. Just ask her, S-I-R-I. Just say, take <laughs> a screenshot. Okay, to do it's that It's a too. much faster way of doing that. I've got people that turned yeah. on S-I-R-I, yeah. didn't otherwise want to use it, but yeah. that was so yeah. hard to take a screenshot. You just go... I'm just going to say S instead of her name because I don't want it to trigger for any of your devices like HomePods, but S, take a screenshot, yep. or S, take a screenshot and forward it to Atan and Brian. Yeah, and it will do that. But if you're in a library or in public, I tried to say quiet. You can whisper to it. No. sleeping, but still going this. <laughs> that took, that was was not even a second. Yeah, but for people that have arthritis, that's really hard oh, to do. Okay, well, I mean, I think this is an option. I just don't think it's not The whisper mode yeah. in iOS 17 is, and it's not, I even found that one listed, but it's dramatically, it's dramatically better. I will, I want to get really close to the microphone with my phone. Siri. Take a screenshot and send it to Brian and Atan. Ready to send it? Yes. It's I, sent. Now, I could have turned the volume down so you wouldn't have even heard her say that. 
can you she can't whisper back like some of the other AIs can <laughs> no uh, for those of you that have Amazon devices there's a switch no there's a switch in the settings uh, yeah, that's yeah. so at home I, I won't spell because some of you will trigger I will just say A-L-E-X-A but you uh-huh. can go A-L-E-X-A turn down the lights and she'll go okay I turn down the lights yeah, that's really well, nice. If someone's yeah. sleeping or you don't want to disturb that someone. That has to be turned on in mm. Amazon device settings. We sh- they should all have that. It makes total sense to me. Yes, and there's another one here um, from... Well, just qu- just quickly before you move on. Yep. So uh, for Susan, uh, if you're still having those issues, take screenshots of the message that came in and yes. also of the of your do not disturb focus settings and send a, send it to one of us and yeah. it helps us learn as well yeah because, because if there's, there's something there's always we've a missed. logical reason uh, for these things and um, sometimes it seems it illogical we just haven't it found it very good um, we also had a text here asking any workarounds to stop alexa amazon devices from reacting to relax <laughs> yes that's really easy if you go into the Forgive me for spelling. It's just I don't want your devices to trigger because there's no filter when we do it the way there is on TV. So if you go to, into the A-L-E-X-A app, go to devices, go to all devices, tap the device in question that's having that problem, click on the gear at the top, and Bruce, you can text me if you want these instructions, and scroll down and you will find a new setting, ATAN, for wake word. And they've added a new one. So I'm going to spell them, A-L-E-X-A, or you could say Amazon, or you could say computer, or you could say E-C-H-O, and you can also have a new one, Ziggy. And they will also have, in time for Christmas, Brian, they put a new one up, Hey Santa, but it says Father Christmas is on holiday from 23rd July. So this Christmas they'll reactivate the ability to do... Hey, Santa, as well. But that will solve it. So if you've got an, an Alexis in your house mm-hmm. as a daughter, then you could sit there and not use A-L-E-X-A. So great. Yeah, so it's... all the two- and three-year-olds who get to experience Christmas for the first time will grow up believing that Santa is actually A digital Amazon. assistant. <laughs> yes, digital assistant. But the really cool thing about the Amazon ecosystem is if it hears a child's voice, the answers are different. Then, if you ask the same question as an adult, you'll get a completely different answer. You can figure out what I mean by that. Robert's up next on Tech Talk for Thanksgiving. Hi, Robert. Hey, greetings. Uh, I'm uh, reintroducing a, a question I fielded a week or two ago about an iPhone. I had all of my cellular data off except for locate my iPhone. And in the, uh, I'm just going to the photo here, into cellular system services. It did software updates of, of a, a third of the gig. Okay, so when you went to do a software update, it gave you a pop-up that said, use cellular data, don't use cellular data. You must have accidentally tapped use cellular data, and it's now remembered that choice. I'm, yeah. We talked about this last time. Yeah, I'm just I'm yeah. still a little unsure on that one. And Robert's pretty savvy. Like, we've yeah. talked several times. Like, I... I yeah, that's one where I would go. To, I would go to the install if you don't already have it, Robert, and anyone else with an iPhone or an iPad. Install the Apple Support app, mm. and then and then keep that screen up, and then use the app to connect with an Apple specialist. They normally get back to you in about two minutes. They'll ask permission to remotely connect to your device. It's Apple, you know, it really is them, and then show them that screen, 
and they'll be able to go in through the back end and make sure that cellular data for updates is turned back off. I don't know where that switch is. We had found it, and it was, and like Robert had turned it off, and this was still happening, and so that was the. I think there's a way issue. for them to say, "Remember this." Yep. Even though he said yes earlier, and he's turned it off now, rem- I think they can force it. Okay. That's the only thing I can think of, Robert, that that would do that if it's showing system services, if all the other apps except for Find My are turned off. Until I recently, until a month or two ago, when I got Shaw data or the Rogers data from the $0 upgrade, I, I never had data, so it wouldn't even have been an option. Yeah. So it's, it's probably, if I did hit it, it'd be very, very unlikely. Yeah. Um, I get Apple to dig in. They can do stuff that none of us will ever be able to do, and it's a free service. It's really good. Whenever we get stumped, A-Town, that's a really good way to go. Yeah, I'm being quiet because I'm looking right now mm, through all it. of the settings yeah. to see if there's anything there that yeah. can do that. And, uh, yeah, I don't see anything. So stay tuned, Robert. If Atan finds something, we will go, aha, and we'll share that in just a minute. Okay, uh, Pat's up next on the phone when we continue after a break. 21 after the hour. Hour 2, Thanksgiving weekend edition of 2023 of Tech Talk. In the show notes, by the way, down at the very bottom of the notes, you will see a chart submitted by Charles Martin. Uh, It is the similarities between a cat and an inkjet printer. (laughs) Not going to say any more. You'll get a laugh. Just above it, uh, last weekend I took Emma and Nihon, our two international homestay students, to the Malahat Skywalk. This time of year, it's absolutely gorgeous. Highly recommended, spectacular showcase of where we live. You can get an annual pass, which we've got one. Have you ever been there with your clan, Eitan? No. It's a really neat walk through the elevated forest, and then you walk up the spiral. And even people that are scared of heights will not be, because they can be on the inside. It's a very wide thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, no, I haven't done that yet. Yeah, even Nihon, who would tell you she's timid about these things, she was out on the, what's the... Oh, it's like a platform? Like a trampoline. Or the net. Yeah, Yeah, the net, a netted trampoline, yeah. And she said, well, it's obviously it's safe, so, hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm seeing these grandmothers and little kids and everything. So it's really, I put a couple pictures in there. I love the geometry of that shape. The Mm Malhat First Nation gets bonus points for that one there. Okay, just above that, a couple of homework videos in here. Um... Won't bother playing these, but two unique views of the 2.3 billion sphere at the Venetian, which is now hosting U2 in Las Vegas. Pedro Ortiz went out with a brand new generation drone for you, Brian. 5.1K video. Again, look at the quality of that is absolutely spectacular. And then Dan from the What's Inside team went to the opening night. And so he takes a little bit of nine minute video showing you what it looks like on the inside and when you walk in. A-10s, I don't think he's seen this before. That is the sphere in Las Vegas, largest in the world. I mean, are they experiencing ac- accidents everywhere within sight of this No, thing? because like... there's no real roads close by. There's okay. a VIP road that has giant bollards that sink to let you drive up to the entrance. Otherwise, no. You're parking by the Venetian and walking in. Okay. Things like that off in the distance. Yes, yeah, so that one. Thank you um, to Thomas for finding those. There's something coming up on the calendar. A couple of years ago, Suzanne and I went down to Eugene, Oregon for the total solar eclipse. We were reported live on the air here on CFAX. Yes. It was a profoundly powerful movement. So I thought I would mention this one because Janice sent this to me. She's planning to go visit family in Texas. So video number 43 in the show notes is from Dan explaining how to watch the total solar eclipse, which will slice across parts of Canada and the USA on April 8th. 
One of nature's grandest spectacles is coming up on April 8th, 2024. We're talking about a total solar eclipse. And in this video, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know to get ready for it. That's all you this need to know. He's, he goes through, he shows you the map, shows you where you could go, where you could not go, places like that. So it's one of those things you got to plan in advance. A lot of the hotels in the slice where you get the three minutes of totality are already sold out. If you've got any relatives that live on the band, but there you go. It's in there. Thanks, Janice, for that one there. Um, our friend Mark Rober, ATAM, NASA, former NASA JPL engineer, probably the most famous engineer around the world back. He's back with another video. He puts so he over-engineers everything. Uh, wait till you see what he's done this time. This is the world's largest Nerf gun. This is a normal Nerf gun. And for the past year, I've been making good use of my time by working on this, the world's smallest Nerf gun, where you can actually cock it back and fire a dart. And while this is now the current world's smallest Nerf gun, our goal for today is to break that record not once, not twice, oh no. but three times, shrinking it by a factor of 10 each time we move down. Yes, he's gonna try and get it so small that the Nerf gun will work, but you need a magnifying glass to see it. You need a microscope by the look of this. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Yeah, but he's teaming up with students at where he went to school. Yes. So, like, you know, going back. It's oh phenomenal video. I love watching that one. And the other one uh, that's really cool is um, 30 young builders from around the world spent two weeks filling a gymnasium oh. with intricate patterns of dominoes. And then... Eight hundred thousand dominoes. It takes how many minutes to for that to go? It's about the video is sixteen and a half. There so. you go, sixteen and a half minutes to set a new amateur domino world record. I love the sound of them. Oh, it, I was thinking that too. It's such a nice sound. It has such a nice tone yeah, to it. Yeah, even when they're just running from one side of the gymnasium, listen to the sound. You can hear them. I wish the people weren't there. I yeah. would love to hear just those dominoes. It's cool. It's mesmerizing. Uh, thank you, everybody, that sent that one. Uh, one other one that I want to see if you can figure out how these dancers are doing this. This mm. is from Moscow back in May. It's the Berezka traditional Russian dancers. And see if you can figure out. You can play the music underneath, Brian. See if you can figure out, if you watch this video, number 44, how they make it look. Mm. They have motors on their feet. No. Oh, no, it makes oh, okay. it look like that. <laughs> I was like, they go to that length? I thought it was just When I first dancing. saw this video, I thought, oh, well, this is simple. There's a there's a turntable on the stage, and the, and the turntable's spinning. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's amazing. They just hover almost. Yeah, there's no turntable. I don't know how they, you can They are doing this. They're, it's a traditional thing going back hundreds of years. It's a two-hour performance with the guys as well doing the Russian, you know, kick dancing and all this, but they intricately weave these patterns of how they make it look. I'm not, I figured out part of it. I'm not going to tell you, yeah. but go and watch this. Is it, so. so is there a device? Is there a trick or is this all footwork? Footwork. Yeah. Footwork. Wow. But there's a, there is a catch. Okay. Yeah. See, if you can figure it out, I had to watch it for 20 minutes and jump through four different numbers to see if I could figure out. So they don't actually have feet. That's the catch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, though, so thank you. I love sharing these things with you, and I love the feedback, so thank you for letting us take a few minutes um, to do that one. Oh, that's quite remarkable. 
Okay, Pat, stay on. I'll, I'll go to you briefly first because I don't want to keep you waiting. And if we run out of time, I promise we'll help you during the break there. Hi, Pat. Oh, hi. Um, good morning, Alan. I just wanted to say thank you. I wasn't able to tune into your live uh, uh, show last Saturday, so I read the show notes later, and I've been thinking about a new iPhone. So I took your advice, and I went down to Freedom on Sunday, um, and uh, I went to the Mayfair store just because you had mentioned the manager there. Anyways, I got the last iPhone 14 in Victoria. Ooh. Yes, way to go, Pat. <laughs> Anyways, so, um, and I'm really happy. I was, you know, thinking whether I was going to go a 14 or a 15, but was some, um, uh, given some advice that from uh, a couple of. Uh, the price um, on the 14 is so much better than the 15 is good. 15, I might as well just get the 14. Yeah. So that's what uh, I did. And how Anyways, do you like it? Yeah, it's lovely. Really lovely. And they were great at the store. So my question, though, is because I know. Oh. Oh, um, hold that thought. Hold that thought. I'll get. I'll talk to you during the break and get the question, and we'll share it with the listeners. I don't want to keep you waiting any longer. Back in a moment. Now, tech talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on for Thanksgiving weekend 2023, it's not Thanksgiving in the United States. Just across the water from us, it is. Crab Fest weekend in Port Angeles. Hi Ooh. to everybody in Port Angeles. Pat, who we were talking to just before the break, that's why she was asking about uh, the question she was going to ask about her new iPhone 14 is, uh, what does she do to make it work on the freedom plan for Canada, U.S.? And I go, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is check settings, cellular, and make sure data roaming is turned on. For the rest of you, if you don't have U.S. coverage, you want that switch off because of our proximity to... The U.S. of A., yeah. whether it's uh, San Juan Island or Clallam Bay or Port Angeles, you go down to the waterfront, hello, welcome to USA. No! <laughs> yes, so what I said to Pat roaming. was, yeah, you want, yes, you don't care anymore. You're, you're on that plan. It feels good. I should mention, by the way, for a limited time, Freedom Mobile has brought back the plan that Pat got. An iPhone 14, a tan for $15 a month for 24 months with a two-year activation on a $45 a month plan with 30 gigs of 5G data. So 15 for the phone, 45 for the plan. So $60 a month. Yeah. Is that the U.S. Canada one? No, that's just the, that's just the Canada one. Okay. But it's no, no, 45. No, that's just... So for a jump up, you can, if you jump up to 50, you get the Canada the U.S. Yes. one, though. So you'd just be in, coming in at 65. Yeah, and then after two years, you give back the phone or pay $415 and keep it. Which is a no-brainer because in two years, an iPhone 14, you're going to easily be able to sell for $600, if not more. So that's a $763 saving. So they are out of stock, but they were expecting stock this weekend. So you can go down to a Freedom Mobile store. We love the particularly the staff at Mayfair. Darren and the gang there have been awesome. And then they will order one for you so you still get the price. Do that. And if you are going to switch to Freedom Mobile, wherever you're listening, um, you can get a $25 one-time bill credit by clicking the link I put into the show notes under uh, under bonus Neil in the show notes. That's just something they gave me as a to give to you as a thank you for, for doing that. That's a really good deal. Great. Now, there's one that looks like a good deal, but it's not. The iPhone 12, they are offering for $5 a month. So that would be, and that's on a $45 a month plan. Mm -hmm. That sounds really good. 
But the thing is, if you go for that, at the end of two years, you would either have to give it back or pay $393. In two years, the iPhone 12 is going to be five years old. Well, so it's worth giving back. Yeah. Yeah, we do it that way. No, yeah. it's not worth paying the 393 in two years. So, yes, if you do it that way, if you're planning to get another phone in two years, this is a heck of a deal to get an iPhone brand new for $5 a month. The iPhone 12 is already three years old, so it's a great phone, but... In two years. It'll be five years old. It'll be five years old soon. Yeah. And that ties us to the other thing that completely surprised us this week, Eitan. Google um, did their new products and services announcement following on the heels of Apple, Microsoft, and Samsung. They unveiled their new flagship Pixel 8 and Pixel 8 Pro smartphones and announced that they will guarantee they will get software updates for seven years. That's even better than Apple, which is normally five or six years. Hmm. First time a company said, this phone is good enough that we can guarantee it will be able to handle updates for seven years. That's, that's interesting. That, that's I wonder the, if Apple will follow suit on That's the competition we want, right? Yeah. The other big deal, and I'm not a fan of Google's privacy stuff. Many of you know that. But this is really interesting. Their new phones uh, offer some powerful new AI photo editing features that you previously had to have software to do. Magic Editor. You hold your finger on Atan in a picture, and you move him elsewhere in the picture. And when you let go, the AI fills in the background where you were. Amazing. That's pretty cool. You can do that in Photoshop and programs like that, but you need, and it takes like 30 seconds. Now you're going to be able to do it right on the phone. They also have this one, many of you are going to love, Best Take. So you get 14 people together for Thanksgiving. You take 27 shots, bing, 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 and not one has everybody with their eyes open with a good look. You tap the Best Take button. And you tap on the person in the picture you like who's got their eyes closed, and it rotates through all the other pictures of just their face, and you tap the one where they've got the right look. Amazing. And you do that for everybody, and you'll get no one blinking or frowning. You can imagine that in five to ten years, we'll be able to say, hey, take Atan's picture and find one that's got his eyes open. Yes. And fix it. But now you can just do that starting next yeah. week when these Maybe. new Pixel phones. And again, that would be something I'd love to see Apple do. Uh -huh. They also have Magic Eraser, which lets you remove entire objects and people from picture. That's significant. Yeah, the Pro allows you to move even bigger objects yeah. than do that. But literally, you take the car out of the picture. Mm. Or if you've got a family member and it turns out, this is the one that started it for me years ago, where a family member turned out to have a very bad past and they had the five generations together. So we literally manually erased him and moved everybody over. Now, what took me an hour and a half to do will be five seconds with this. It, you know, it still brings up a very important issue that I think everybody's really struggling with. And I don't understand why there's no initiative to do this. But every single piece of software that is editing a photo should have some kind of fingerprinting that identifies how it was done. Yeah. So... Any, whether it's a web browser or anything, there should be a standard that says this picture has been altered. And here's how. it's original. And here's how because, using this device and this software. Because police forensics are going to be able to need to do this to solve crimes. Right. And also just from a, from a social media yep. standpoint, yes. uh, whether it's, you know, we're talking about... With uh, political campaigns coming up, there's a picture of Eitan, the politician. You're not, but if you were, doing or... 
in places where you should not be. And then, you know, I mean, the one that started it up for me was, I think Brian and I talked about this, when the um, mid-journey came out, there was this phenomenal series of photos of the Pope running away from the police in Vatican Square. Mm. And if I didn't know that, you know, if I did not know that, it looked incredibly, and I'm going, my God. Yeah, it's the only way that you're really going to be able to counter misinformation. Because social media, we see this picture out right. there and we go, okay, I'm not voting for you. Do that on election day, whatever country, city level, and that changes thousands of votes. Well, yeah, yeah, but it also makes it criminally enforceable. Yes. Right? So we need to get that. That's what even Elon Musk was saying. We need to get some AI rules in place, not just the companies arbitrarily offering to put watermarks on. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I worry about kids and teens and shaming and bullying yeah. and blackmail and those kind of things. Yeah. This is an important... Because we've taught kids not to take those photos and share them, but now we can take an innocent photo mm-hmm. and make it. Yeah. And there they are naked. Yep. And they were never that way with yep. that person, but there they are, yeah. The other one that they've added into this is, and I think these are things that I think the average person can use, magic unblur. So if for whatever reason an object in a photo is blurry, maybe it was the bird was moving, with this new software that's coming in the Pixel phones, you can hold your finger on it and it will use AI to unblur it. It'll be able to recognize what it was and make it look that way. That's phenomenal AI technology. As for the phones themselves... Uh, they are a bit smaller than the sevens, a bit faster, and also more expensive. Hundred and fifty dollar price hike for for the eight from the seven, and the pro is a hundred and seventy dollars more on there. They also include. I want to see what you guys think of this one. They include a new feature called Video Boost. So you shoot a video clip, you upload it to the Google Video Boost data center site. A few minutes later, or a couple hours, they're saying initially a couple hours later, you will get it back, and it will have used AI to fix the lighting and high dynamic range and everything. Amazing. That's cool. You're sending video to a Google data center, and they will work on it on their computers and send it back to you. Privacy. But (laughs) if it's worth it. They've also unveiled a revamped Google Pixel Watch 2, a new generation of their Pixel Bud Pro earbuds. So if you want any of that information, and I encourage you to go take a look at the editing features. doesn't matter what type of brand of device you have. Item number 10 in the show notes, and you get to see these in action, where the one that replaces the faces with the blinking, with the non-blinking, with the frown, with that. And it's literally that click. You just tap through the picture to the face till you get one and then you work through everybody in the photo till you've got the best face out of everybody that's why we love competition there you go quick break and back with more on tech talk stay with us 14 before the hour on tech talk so asan you need to be professor here so we've had several people saying that was really interesting what you were saying about do not disturb for the lady that wanted to put it on they're saying where is this setting on an, on an iPhone for Do Not Disturb. Mm. It's hidden under focus. focus. Yeah. So uh, originally when Apple introduced this, it was uh, literally just called Do Not Disturb in settings, and it was just a feature that you would yes. turn on, and you could set whether it's for an hour or when you leave a location or et cetera. Which was awesome. Which was great. But then they extended it to be focus. And so Do Not Disturb is actually a focus mode uh, along with um, sleep, which yep. is uh, set up through the health, health app, 
uh, allows you to automatically just go onto a schedule and it interacts with your health data and everything like that and tracks your sleep. The ideal Um, focus is that you can have a work focus, you can have a camping focus, you can have a yoga focus, so you can have all these different things with different rules. But not only that, different home screens. So you can actually, so I have a totally different uh, focus for when I wake up in the morning so I'm not distracted with um, it, not just your app layouts, but also you can turn off things like your notification icons. Uh, If you have like 5,000 emails unread in your mail program, you don't want to have that kind of stress before you're going to sleep or when you wake up in the morning. So you can see your apps, but you can have the notification uh, badges turned off so you don't, you know, it brings down your anxiety. Now, that might be overkill for many of you, but to answer the question, settings, focus. focus. It's its own setting, and then there's do not disturb at the top. And then you can say, who's allowed to disturb me in the middle of the night? What What apps apps are allowed to disturb me in the middle of the night? The other stuff, customized screens, schedules, what time do you want it to go into to do not disturb mode? And you can now do that for different days of the week. Yeah, but my my favorite thing is the home screens and the filters, right? So you can turn off uh, notification badges and uh, you can... Uh, all your settings also translate across to iPad yep. and to your Apple Watch as well. So you can have a different watch face yep. as well. At different so times. you can tell it, for example, whenever I walk into work, wherever you de- deem work to be, mm-hmm. then these things happen and these things don't happen anymore. Yeah, like I don't want social media to bother me, so Instagram, Facebook, whatever, I, yeah. don't, I don't get little red notification yeah. dots or anything. Right. Yeah. So rather than I, saying Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., you can just have it set whenever I go to work. So yes, if I go if in on Thursday night, voice. it'll yeah. automatically And when, I, when I leave, I get a different, my yeah. regular one back and I can see all my so games. So play around pages. with that. Yeah. Ask us some questions. So settings, focus, do not disturb and start with who's allowed to disturb you, then go down to the set a schedule. When, on which days of the week do you want it to go into do not disturb mode at different times? On your days off, you might want it to say that do not disturb doesn't go on till midnight. Other times it goes on at 10 p.m. Whatever works for you. So just to make this all a little bit more confusing, and we were trying to troubleshoot <laughs> before about why some might come through. Also, if you're looking at your contacts uh, and you go to you go edit on your contact and you say, you look at what the, uh, sorry, I'm just doing it yep. while we're talking. And you say edit, and then you're going to see the ringtone and the text tone. On the ringtone page at the top, it has an emergency bypass toggle. So this is another spot that you can do this. Ah, so, okay. For, I'm sorry I forget your name, but the lady that was having, why are these still coming yeah. through? Susan. Susan, thank oh, yeah. you. Sorry, Susan. So yeah. you could check that emergency bypass and you can set it for, let's see, if I set it for Alan for ringtones and I go to text tones from Alan and check the... Let's see, it's not turned on. So you can set it specifically for a call and not a text, which would be great. Because if they just want to queue up a text for you to read in the morning, it's not going to wake you up. But if they're calling, you can assume it's an emergency if they're calling you at midnight or something. So, um, yeah, that's under... You have to specifically go to set the ringtone and then you'll see the emergency bypass option for that person. And that's if they're using the the emergency, like, press and hold for five seconds? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, text from Mike here. I have a similar issue with Focus. It was working fine until the update to iOS 17. Now I can't add numbers to the list of allowed people. The phone freezes the minute you start the search in context. I think it's a glitch. I also noticed that with the Shazam app, asking to play all saved sound bites doesn't work. You need to manually click on the next clip to play. Any thoughts? Thanks, Mike. Yes, whenever you get one of those things, particularly after an update, ask SIRI 
restart my iPhone or restart mm -hmm. my iPad. She'll say, just to be sure, you want to restart this device? Yes. Even though you just finished the update, often when you do that restart, that fixes those little glitches. If not, use the Apple support app, reach out to Apple, and two things will happen. A, they will presumably fix it, or they'll say, ooh, that's a known glitch. We're working on it. Mm -hmm. Even if they fix it for you, if it is a glitch, that goes up the level to the team. So then when iOS 17.1 comes out, hopefully those glitches that will get fixed. So rather than you just getting it fixed, you're actually going to help everyone else as well. Uh, can we talk about the cellular update really quickly? Quick break and we'll come back. We have the answer, we think, to the cellular update issue and ATAN's found the magic solution. Final segment on Tech Talk for Thanksgiving weekend. Eitan, you have an answer and a solution. Okay, so Robert was asking about... I'm going to be really tight on this. Uh, Robert was asking about uh, cellular updates, uh, software updates over cellular. Uh, I found an Apple discussion that talks about if you have a 12, 13, 14, or 15, and you have 5G service, uh, there's an assumption that you have enough data to be able to actually support uh, a software, uh, software update. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, the recommendation is to go in and turn off software updates. But, however, we just found out, and I think, I don't know if this is just an iOS 17 feature, because I've never seen it before. There's a new set of um, uh, cellular options in the uh, settings, cellular... Um, data roaming. Data data no. roaming. Yeah, it's in the data roaming section. Yeah, which you wouldn't a, really think of. There's a voice and data section, which allows you to prioritize 5G auto, 5G yes. only, but then you can turn on, if you if you have uh, limited bandwidth or limited traffic allowance, set it just to LTE for voice and data instead of the 5G. So if you have uh, a newer iPhone that supports 5G and you have a, a carrier that's giving you 5G service, but you don't have the data allowance to support that, then you can just... Uh, basically put it just down to LTE and then that in turn won't satisfy yes. the criteria so it won't for do a the... cellular software update. So I will condense all that into a show note for next week. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Good finding. Go. Okay. Yeah, very good one there. A couple key things just to mention uh, in passing here. Deals that I found in helping people. Malwarebytes Premium Anti-Malware. This is the lowest price we've seen it yet for Thanksgiving weekend. $35 for three licenses. $20 off at London Drugs uh, this weekend. Also, Logitech Wireless Mice with Nano Receiver, 20 bucks, $10 off. Always good to have a spare one until October 12th. Uh, and if you need faster internet for an older laptop or PC, Netgear AC1200, their little tiny USB Wi-Fi dongle, which now supports Wi-Fi speeds up to 1 gigabyte, so 1,000 megabytes per second, 40 bucks save $15. Now, obviously, you'd have to have, Brian, you have to have that internet speed at home. Yep. But if you've got that and your laptop says, no, I don't do anything beyond 150 or 100 or 50, you yep. can plug in this little dongle. It will override and it'll become your Wi-Fi receiver mm -hmm. and you'll get up to 1,000. You don't have to replace. As long as you've got a good USB port that is going through. Yes, make sure it's a blue USB port. So USB 3, because it will require that. Yeah, USB 2 will work. It'll give you faster, but not up to 1,000. I think you'd be limited to... I don't think it'll be faster. You have regular USB 2? Yeah, we'll or give you up to 10? 250. Oh. Uh, I think... Oh, well, Brian's going to check. 2 is 135. Yeah. Oh, there 135. Okay. Yep. 
Uh, oh, these are th- always theoretical too. So, uh, oh, this is 3.0. Uh, but, but. Yeah. Um, while Brian's looking that up, Microsoft has released a redesigned and faster Teams app for both Windows and Mac. If you already have the Teams app installed, look for a toggle switch in the upper left to activate the new version. Dramatically faster, apparently. I don't use Teams. I've tried it. Not my thing, but... Did they add multiple work accounts? Yes, really? they did. There you go. <laughs> on Mac and on Windows. So item number 19 for a link in the show notes. Oh, my God. There. You just made my day. <laughs> there we go. Got to get out of here. Thanksgiving weekend. Betty and Steen and the other person, stay there. We'll take your calls off the air here. Going to leave you with 13-year-old Balalaika Princess Anastasia Tyrina. You can fire up the music. She's performing Bazzini's Dance of the Goblins, and she won Russia's Top Youth Talent Show. Listen. We'll see you on Zoom, ATAN, on Wednesday for the meeting. We'll go through more of the iOS 17 stuff there and next week. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. Brian, I appreciate it. you as well. You. Happy Tofurky thank Thanksgiving. <laughs> thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Good luck to everyone on the Royal Victoria Marathon. Thanksgiving, everyone. And so it goes.